Well, good day, everyone. My name's Al, and I'm here with my co-host, Seth. Hey, Al. Nice to be here. Welcome to our listeners to Shelters by Jesus radio podcast. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice, because you know what? We have special guests in the studio with us this morning. We have Mike and Ashley. Thank you for joining us, folks. Hi, guys. How you doing? Hi. (laughs) And so you're in for a treat. I uh, invite our listeners to stay tuned. Amen. Mike and Ashley, welcome to the studio this morning. I wanted to get started by giving people a little bit of background about you guys. Mike, you've been here before. Yes, sir. And that was how many years ago? Uh, About five. About five years ago. And you were here for how long? I was here the first time for about three days. Okay. And then uh, about three years ago, I was here for about 30 days. And then you and your wife came here about a year ago. Yes. Yeah, we've been here a year to date uh, next week. And so just to let our listeners know, maybe we can kick it off. I'll introduce to say that they're on staff. We were really blessed to have you guys join staff. The pay is great, isn't it, guys? Oh, it's yeah. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and they're so qualified. They really are. And, and so we're so blessed that you serve on staff and, and do so many other things. And so maybe you could tell us a little bit about what you do here at Shelters by Jesus Skowhegan Campus. Our main goal is for the institution first and the the people in it. Ashley and I, when we came here, we were pretty uh, troubled souls ourselves. And uh, it was been a really a blessing for us to uh, be around other people that had uh, sometimes more problems than we per se had, or, or their lives were a little uh, more traumatic than things that we'd been through. It's helped us rein our own lives in, I guess you could say. So uh, as far as the institution goes, it's just been a blessing to see people you know, come in and change their lives. No doubt there's been a lot of people who have changed their lives here. But what I want to focus on right now is you you guys, you are not the same people as when you first got here. There's, you, you're just not. If you could share with our audiences what that was like and, and the transition, maybe, how God's been working on you. Sure. When Ashley and I arrived here uh, a year ago, our marriage was like at its rock bottom. We couldn't get along for an hour out of the day. It's beyond what any marriage should be. We were going to head south last year about this time. Kind of got hung up, and I don't even know how we ended up here like the lord kind of drove us right into shelter by jesus i guess you could say and and then uh, you know we tried to just stay a week and put our financials in order and things and then head down south but uh the lord had a different plan for us so uh by being here in the last year and with some great mentorship and you know some good counseling and some you know being able to talk about our problems and not be chastised or judged for them you know and to work through them with somebody made us really start to see the the love in Christ you know made us really start to see that Jesus loves us because a year ago and my wife could vouch for this I I didn't think we were going to make it but I didn't I thought my family was going to be torn apart separated you know and I was so angry my wife was angry we didn't know how to uh project the anger in any other way than you know sometimes even physical or mental anguish to each other. or The list goes on and on, you know, degrading. But over time, what we've learned is that, you know, to put first and foremost, put your trust in the Lord. You know what I mean? And when you commit yourself to the Lord and you commit yourself to something, it's truly life-changing, you know, because a year ago, I had a hard time ever, you know, backing down per se from a fight or whatever. And, you know, the Lord just, you know, allowed me to see some serious growth in my own life and, and how to deal with people and, 
Well, I want to talk about the serious growth in your life, but first I want to talk about the two of you. You mentioned when you guys first got here that your marriage was was almost dead. It was on its last heartbeat, so to, so to speak. And you guys have, through your commitment to each other and through Christ, you guys have basically strengthened it. Not that you don't have problems, right? What marriage doesn't. But one of the things you said, you were able to talk to counselors, you're able to talk to other people. What about talking to each other? We came a long way, as I'm sure that you can uh, vouch for that. When we came here, we didn't know how to communicate with each other. Our communication was more like uh, the top of our lungs you know it was it wasn't communication it was just two people blurting out what we thought was on our minds at the moment not not giving each other a, a chance to hear the other one and and being here and things we've learned to slow down and speak and I can honestly sit here and say right now that my marriage is stronger now than it's ever been my marriage is more committed it's you know has more love it's not like we're working against each other anymore we're working together as a family mm. And uh, that means more to me than anything in the world. I grew up without a family, and I grew up pretty hard and pretty rough. And uh, for me to have a family, this is you know, my greatest accomplishment in this life. You know, it took a lot of work on both of our, our parts. And uh, are we perfect? No. But we're striving for it, and we know that with the Lord in our life and the way that we, you know, have chosen to live our lives for God, that he's, he's blessing us. Would you guys say that being at the shelter has helped prepare you for the next step in your life, whatever that looks like? Oh, yes, truly. Like I said, when we came here, I didn't know what way our lives was going to go. And now we have a start of a new future and things that we're looking forward to. And, you know, we couldn't have done this without the shelter and without Jesus and, you know, all the support and the people here. And it's just truly been a blessing to us. I love to see you guys at the Bible studies and in church. And I just saw it. You don't always see this in people, but there was a transformation that almost took place. I know you would come in and we get the Bible pills for Thursday. You like the hot ones. You like the orange ones, Ashley. And so uh, we made sure they had those today here too. But I saw that there was a hunger in you guys wanting to hear about the Lord and the goodness that he offers and the love that he offers. And then that, I believe, translates into us as people. We're made in his image. So I saw that. So if I was to put on the armor of God, sandals of peace, (laughs) belt of truth, truth. They both said it. Breastplate of righteousness. Helmet of salvation. Amen. Shield of faith. Sword of spirit. And to keep on praying. Amen. So what does that Jesus. mean to you guys, the putting on the armor? You know, it's funny you should ask that, Al, because when when I first got here and we were, it was kind of like a ritual thing at first, you know, just because uh, we love to see Al. He's very animated for you folks that don't know. He's a very, very animated individual. So at first it was just a fun for us to watch Al like put on the armor of God up there and things you know and just get real excited and you know and then when you uh, when you start getting your walk closer to the Lord you know you depend on that armor of God you know you depend on putting that on and sometimes during the day and things and I, I wish I put it on more often you know what I mean because it is an instant transformation when you stop and you pray about that and you put on that armor and you take a moment to slow down I mean I've even called Al on the phone before and be like, hey, can you put on the armor of God with me today? When you think about all the things involved in the armor, you know, it's, it's all you need. I, I want to ask you both a question, and I'm sorry, Ashley, but you're going to have to speak. Uh, <laughs> could you tell us, Mike, how you personally came to know Jesus Christ? Well, like I said, I grew up in a, a rough environment, but one of the adopted families that I was with when I was younger, um, they started taking me to church and things. That's when I first started learning about the Lord, and I believe that the the Lord was real then, but, you know, my life was still scattered, and I didn't 
didn't really know much about it, but I believed. And then as um, life got carried on and things, uh, you know, start reading the Bible and going here and there a little bit more. But I don't think that my uh, faith in God became what it is or understood what it was to be a Christian until I came here. You know, because uh, I always thought that uh, to be a Christian, you know, you had to, uh, you know, kind of like your life had to be like the shirt and tie, prim and proper to be a Christian. And with being here and being with a, a you know, a pastor like Pastor Barry who lays it all on the line, you under, you know, you start to see the nurturing, you start to see the Christ love, and you know, you start to see miracles and things. You know what I mean? And when you see those miracles and they're right in front of you and things, you know, it boosts your faith. It boosts your your knowledge. You want you grow more hungry in the Lord. You grow thirsty for the knowledge. So you know, it's just been great in that aspect. I think there's a difference, like you said, Mike. You know, we get introduced to the Lord. But then when is that moment you know him, right? You've accepted him as your Lord and Savior. Ashley, would you share with us when that happened for you? Um, I'm kind of torn on, like, when I really, like, I knew the Lord before I got here. But I guess, like, I didn't know the Lord until I got here. Um, I think that Pastor Barry's book, like, I read his first book, kind of sold me on it. And then being here and seeing, you know, the way that the Lord moves around here, that sold me on it. And so I guess being here is what really led me to the Lord. I think that's important. Is Everybody's testimony is different, Al. I think you mentioned that, or, or maybe it was Pastor Spencer, there's a thousand ways to come to Jesus. There's one way to come to God, and that's through Jesus. Amen. But there's a thousand ways to come to Jesus. I think that what she just mentioned was that she knew the Lord, and then she really came to a, a closer understanding of who the Lord was right. here. And and so it's a walk we're in. I, I know, Ashley, you like to, I think you would prefer to play the background. Uh, Lecrae has a great song. I don't know if you've heard that song, but uh, I can play the background. Do you like to play the background? So I appreciate your sharing that, uh, because I think some people can relate to that. There's different levels of, I think, realization of knowing the Lord. And when you tap into that next level, it's special, isn't it? Really? It yeah. I can recall the time when Jesus became more than a belief. He became real and then began to have a, a huge and powerful influence on my life. I've seen that in you guys. I remember when you first got here, it wasn't maybe the first or second day you guys got into a huge argument. I haven't, I hadn't even met you yet, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But I'm like, oh boy, what are we in for? And I got to tell you folks, you know, uh, you don't know Mike and Ashley like Al and I do, but I'm going to tell you that these people... I've seen tremendous growth and true showing of faith. And I've seen them just take it on and want to make that change. Well, and what you guys don't know, or maybe maybe do, but to some extent, is that you guys are an inspiration to others. Mm -hmm. I mean, to Seth and I, to see that your commitment to the Lord and wanting to take in that step anyway. Again, like you said, Mike, not perfect, nor are we. Mm. Seth and I are not, for sure, and our wives would attest to that. But we're heading in that direction. We want to. That's where our heart is. God's given us that heart transplant, that blood transfusion, so to speak. Uh, so you guys are such an inspiration to us. I mentioned to Seth the other day, I'm like, nice to have Mike on our side. Really it is, is. It is. And Ashley, too. It's a blessing to have you guys here, and you are an inspiration to others to see that transformation, that wanting to follow the Lord. And uh, I believe it's not going to stop. Well, when they first got here, Mike's goal was, I just need to get to Tennessee. But now, Mike and Ashley, you know, they want to start a, a business, and it's uh, they want to travel and sell hot dogs, and they want to give a ministry through that. And so, you know, you can see how God pulled them here over a year, made them ready, and now 
he's blessing them with the ability to carry out that dream, but they weren't ready a year ago. Would you agree? I would agree. Yeah, I would agree as well, because we tried to, a couple different opportunities arose throughout this past year that we could have uh, left and went and made money or whatever, but uh, we weren't ready to go. So the Lord kept closing those doors for us. And then the last time, you know, I told her, I said, no, that's it. We're going, we're going. You know what I mean? She says, okay, daddy, we're going. So we get back to uh, wherever we went. I could tell that something was eating. And I asked her, I said, baby, what's the matter? And she said, uh, we can't go yet. And I'm like, what do you mean we can't go yet? You know, $1,700 a week waiting on us. You know what I mean? I said, what do you mean we can't go yet? And she said, uh, the Lord's not done with us yet. So, you know, just uh, from my heart, you know, to see the the growth in my wife because you know when I first tried to introduce her to the Lord a couple years ago three or four years ago you know we were in our house on Bean Street in Madison and it was about one o'clock in the morning and we got on a story about talking about Jesus and she's like I want to believe I truly want to believe she says but I just I don't know I don't know and I said well baby you gotta know you know I said you know he's really there and she's this is uh true as the day is long she said I, I really need a sign from the Lord to show me he's there Mind you, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Everything around town is dead. No more than she said the words out of her mouth, the doorbell rang. We got up to go check the doorbell. Nobody was there. And, uh, you know, it, it was just a really a spiritual moment because how else could uh, anything happen, you know? And people say, oh, that's just coincidence or whatever. When you believe in the supernatural, bud, anything's possible. Well, there's no such thing as coincidences in God's Amen. kingdom. The doorbell rang. Knock, knock. Yeah. Knock and you shall receive. Amen. I, I will Seek say, you, shall um, find. you know, one of the things that's really touched me about the both of you is being challenged to change who you are. I could see in your faces, your hearts breaking, you're weeping because you're struggling. You're in that battle that we all face, change who you are so that you can be better for the Lord. And I was watching you guys do it. Uh, and you guys would trust in God and you'd come out every time. Although in the moment, of course, it doesn't feel like you're going to make it. But that's something that really impressed me about the both of you. And now with God opening up the door for you to go, one thing I wanted to mention about that was God saw things coming that you didn't. The coronavirus was one big thing that would have shut you down. This hurricane that's been coming through, that's been wrecking cities and states everywhere it visits, God kept you here for that. Because had you tried to start this business, would you have been successful? No, and it's truly uh, remarkable that you would say that because uh, when we got offered the high-paying job that we were going to go take, it was in New York City, and this was one week before COVID hit New York City and blew it apart. You know, and the Lord had spoken to her and told her that it wasn't time for us to go yet. Mm. Me, I was prideful and, you know, could see the money and being able to take care of my family, and I was ready to go do this, you know what I mean? And it was a blessing, you know, in more than one way that we waited because, like, where we were headed was right where the COVID hit the hardest. I remember you telling me, because I'd come in, and you'd always say, you know, what up, Al? And so I remember you telling me, like, I think we're going to be heading south and, you know, got a really good opportunity. And I remember part of me was just like, oh, no, I like having you guys around. <laughs> You're very handy. And so yeah. do a lot for the shelter, and we they can do. get in that little bit but uh and i remember that and then you said but i remember you telling me you was like, we're praying about it amen we're, amen we're praying about it and i was just like that's a pretty mature thing to be doing and then the follow-up was a little bit later i was just like so when you going i see you another week later and you're like well i think we're going to be here for a while brother uh, I don't know. God had just impressed upon us that it's just not time yet. And so how did that? Did did you did you hear something audible or did the doorbell ring again? Or what was the sign there? I don't or, or do you even recall? I just knew we weren't ready to go yet, you know, and I could see 
like how much the Lord had changed our lives already. And I just wanted us to stay here longer and keep changing, you know, a little more to be more ready to go. That's the thing I loved about you too, because you guys would tell me you're going to pray about it. And I knew you meant it. And I felt so good about that, you know, and then they would come to me and say, well, I think God wants us to be here a little while longer. Sometimes I think it's obvious, right? He just shut a door. Like I knew you guys were like, okay, so this is our plan. We're going to do this. And then you'd pray and then a door would be shut. Yeah. Yeah. And then you had to wait for financially for things to fall in line. Um, and now they have. And now you guys are excited because you've cleaned out your room. You've cleaned out your camper. You're getting everything all set to go. And you've got this hot dog cart thing lined up, right? Oh, uh, we have a food trailer lined up. Food trailer. But we'll, we'll talk more about that later because I really want people to know how God has blessed you and where you guys are going to go with all of that. I remember, Mike, you said once you were really struggling with just trying to control yourself sometimes when somebody was being a knucklehead because the flesh in us, the old man, the way of the world is you know, you're going to beat someone down who, who's goofing off. And so we're kind of wired that way. And I appreciate Ashley saying that, like, well, we weren't ready. We wanted to learn more and grow more. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I saw that in you, Mike, having that self-control, one of the fruit of the Spirit. Could you comment on that? Well, a lot of times I don't feel like I'm in control anymore. I grew up pretty rough, like I'd stated. I kind of had to be defensive, like, my whole life. It's been a real struggle for me to be challenged by people and to be able to let the Lord handle it and just... You know, because the enemy comes in any way he can. Oh, like mm. a flood, too. And uh, so it's been a real struggle for me to uh, calm down and rationalize things and be able to walk away. Because as a man, the devil will put in your head pride. You know, I'm no coward. What the Lord has called us to do is to love everyone. You know what I mean? Love the unlovable. So sometimes it's, you know, it's it's been a struggle for me to be able to, to bring myself down. But I've noticed in myself over the last year that I'm getting there. Some situations and things, and, and I'm still hot-headed. And, you know, and sometimes I, I don't, you know, depend on the Lord for the answers when I should, you know, and I allow myself to get caught up in things. But uh, I've been really trying to work on that in my life. And when situations and things arise, you know, I find that if I just pray about it real quick, just utter a few words to the Lord, you know, like, Lord, I need some help here right now. And just a simple little prayer like that, that, you know, he steps in and he's like, look, you know, walk away from this. We'll handle it a different way. And, and then we'll move on. So he's been testing me a little bit with that lately. And I'm I'm doing better at it. I don't want my children to ever think that aggression or anything is any way to handle a situation because what I have learned here is that, you know, if people are mad or whatever, let them be mad. You know, what's that bothering your life? And if you make the choice just to leave it there and walk away, and then, then that's the best thing to do. Yeah, I got to say, folks, if you knew how special Mike and Ashley were, and by submitting to the Lord, not submitting to Seth, not submitting to the institution, but submitting to the Lord is where the real changes have come. And I am incredibly proud of Mike and Ashley. I definitely consider you one of our best success stories, considering where you come and where you're going. Well, one of the key things for me and Ashley both, as far as being here, I think I'm speaking for Ashley here, is we don't know how to be anything but ourselves. And uh, you never chastise us for that. And, you know, you always let us say what was on our mind and, and then talk about it and things. And, you know, that was, that's been a very important part of our growth. A couple of weeks ago, I was having a brunch with uh, Mike, and he sat down, and he bragged on you, Ashley. He really did. He goes like, I have married the smartest woman in the world. He says, you just would not believe how smart she is. And so, I, you know, I thought from a man's point of view, I mean, like, that's a man's man. Mm. You know, to mm. be able to brag on his wife when she's not there, doing what's right when, when nobody's looking. 
and but he meant it. He meant he really yes, he did, did mean that, Ashley, and and uh, just how blessed he was. Again, things aren't perfect. However, that I was blessed by that brother. I really was. You know, that being a man's man, and then you know, not to be a doormat. You know, in terms of when somebody's goofing up and around here and stuff like that. He's an imposing figure. He really is, folks. If you were to see him, I mean, I look up to him literally. And like I say, he's great to have Mike and Ashley on our team here. We'll continue this discussion. Uh, I mean, I just we will, we will. If you guys could see Mike, he is very imposing. But you know what? Now there's a spirit of gentleness that's yeah. emitting from Mike because he's allowing the Holy Spirit to do the work. Well, folks, that wraps up our first time with Mike and Ashley. We're going to be back, though, with two more episodes. You guys sticking around, right? I think so. <laughs> we hope so. Folks, if you'd like to learn more about Shelters by Jesus, you can do so by going to our website at www.sheltersbyjesus.com or you could visit us at www.sbjradio.com. You can also give us a phone call at 207-474-8833 or you could send us a letter at 12 McClellan Street, Scowhegan, Maine, 04976. Again, Mike and Ashley, thank you for coming. Thank you. Thanks for having us, Seth. Amen.